hello, hello, everyone. I'm Jessica, the host of Recover and Discover, and I feel so blessed today, guys. I really do. I woke up this morning, I went to the clinic and dosed, and on my way back, I got to thinking, I was like, I have been clean for almost 10 months. I have been clean for almost 10 months. Guys, I like to have cried. That is such an amazing blessing. Such an amazing blessing. To have been clean for a month is a blessing. Much less I have almost 10 months under my belt. And I feel amazing. Even though I still go to a methadone clinic. That's my that's my thing. And that's what it took to get me off of the pills and off the streets. So that is perfectly fine for me to be able to go to the methadone clinic. If anybody has a problem with it or thinks otherwise, please don't follow me or hit the unfollow button or whatever. If you don't agree with what I talk about in my podcast, please just don't follow me or don't listen to them. I don't need no hate or negativity. I don't need comments or emails of people who are hating on my my choices and my beliefs and I just don't need it. This is a podcast that's going to be a happy podcast, a sad podcast, a emotional podcast, but mainly a podcast to help other addicts or um, people who know um, have family members that are addicts or people in recovery like me. So if you are not one or the other and you feel that you can't keep your um, nasty comments to yourself, um, please don't, don't get on my show. Um, but if you are like me and you are here for support and just knowledge and just want to have an awesome segment with an awesome person like me, this is the right place to be. I have a website also, guys. It's called Recover and Discover at WordPress.com. Um, and that's R E C O V E R A N D I V E R at WordPress.com. It's only one D. And also, if you guys would like to send me an email, which would be the best thing to get a hold of me, but please check out my website or my Facebook, recoveringdiscover at facebook.com is my Facebook page, but that's got a lot of information and I'm in in the process of making a new um, website as well with a lot more information on it. I think it's going to hit a lot better than my other one, but I've just been on WordPress for so long till it's got a lot of information on it and a lot of blogs, like I blog till I can't blog no more. I'm constantly writing and blogging. I love it. But um, if you want to shoot me an email, that would be the easiest way to get in touch with me. Recover and discover at gmail.com. That's R-E-C-O-V-E-R-A-N-D-I-V-E-R at gmail.com. Please, I will put that in the description in this video. I'll put my email address and my websites and my Facebook in the description. So, anyways, I can't believe I've been clean for almost 10 months, y'all. That makes me so proud. That's an accomplishment for me. I just feel really proud. Um, I just, I never thought I would ever be able to say that I thought 
for sure I would have been beside my sister dead I really did I thought that I would never be able to say I'm clean I'm sober you know I'm gonna make it I never thought that I would be able to ever say that I always thought that I would be buried right beside my sister um, but here I am 10 months almost 10 months and clean I'm not gonna die <laughs> at least not from pills anyways um, my family and I lost my sister to a drug overdose um, back in 2013. She left behind two girls and two boys, a set of twins. They're, the boys are twins. And each year I watch them as they get older. And the older they get, the harder it becomes on them. Every Christmas we'd go to my mom's and we'd celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve at my mom's house. And um, one of the, the oldest twin, which was only an, the oldest twin by like a minute or two, but he still likes to say that he's the oldest twin, you know, but he's also the biggest one and stuff. But anyways, we always go to my mom's for Christmas every year and um, we do it Christmas Eve. That way Christmas day is free and you can do whatever you want with your family and you don't have to worry about going anywhere. Well, every year, we, um, my mom keeps a picture of my sister on her fireplace mantle. And every year that we do Christmas over there, um, the oldest twin, he um, gets my sister's picture down and he just looks at it and he looks at it and he cries and he breaks down and he's, you know, crying. He's only done it one year and the, that, that was the last year that the picture was out. My mom takes the picture down now every year but the that year it really got me because I, and at this time I still had not gotten off pills. I was still really bad you know, taking pills and he was crying and I said, what's wrong Bubba? And um, then he really broke down and I broke down and I took him in a back room where it was quiet and it was just me and him, you know, so that he wasn't in front of everybody and so that he would talk to me because he needed to talk. And so um, we went and we went in the room and we were sitting there talking and I said, what's wrong with you? And he said, he was holding the picture of his mom and he said, she should be here for this. I said, yeah, she should be. I said, she really should be. I said, but do you know something? I said, she's here for this. I said, she sees everything you do, and she hears everything you say. She never leaves your side. She's probably got her hands around you right now as we speak. I said, just because she's gone and we can't see her doesn't mean that she can't see or hear us. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, she is our guardian angel. She is watching over y'all at all times, making sure y'all are safe. And... He dried his eyes and, you know, he said, well, how was my mama on Christmas? You know, he just, he started asking questions because they were only, I think, four, maybe three or four when she passed away. And um, so they don't really remember her a whole lot. They remember her, but they don't remember her, remember her. And he was the mama's boy. Like he was attached to my sister like no other. Like I kept the other twin I pretty much kept took him straight home from the hospital because she, she couldn't handle both of them at one time. And she kept um, that one all the time. And he stayed up under her 24-7. But 
anyways um she he wanted to know how she was and I would tell her tell him you know we would always get together the night before Christmas Eve at grandma's house and we would always cook and play around and listen to Christmas music and just you know it was just us girls and we would get together at mom's the night before Christmas Eve and get everything ready and prepared for Christmas Eve for everybody to come out and eat so you know I can and I we sat there and we talked for a little bit longer about my sister and you know it kind of it kind of it made him feel better you know so it but it was hard and and I think and I thought I thought to myself you know what if that was my kids you know I you know here I am still taking pills still abusing pills really bad and still you know could die at any minute and be right there beside my sister you know what if that was my kid you know that I left behind because my son um is very attached to me like he does not stay anywhere hardly he was you know he's he's very 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 still he's four and he's very attached to me so I got to thinking, you know, what if that was my son, you know, and my daughter, and, you know, that was me that had passed away and left them, you know, how bad I felt that night. I felt so sick to my stomach, and it just, it was like a knot in your stomach that just would not go away. It just felt like a knot, like a, a throwing up, like just aching feeling, just because I cannot do anything. I can't take that hurt away from my nephew that I want to take away from him so bad, but I can't. So then I go and, of course, to numb my pain of feeling for him, I go and take more pills. Stupid. It's so stupid, the, the hold that addiction has on people. It is such a tight grip till it's unreal. It's like my sister wanted to get help. She really did. She wanted to get clean. She wanted to make it, but she just couldn't do it. And every time she would say she was going to get clean, she would go right back to it, just like me. And, you know, it's crazy because we were all going to go to the zoo this on a, um, a Sunday. We were all going to go to the zoo. And um, Monday morning, my mom and my dad, because it took two family members to commit somebody in, you know, an institution for, you know, addicts and stuff, which I think is stupid. I think there should be a law to where you should be able to commit somebody if they are abusing medication like that. Even me, and I'm a recovering addict, I should, you know, my mom and dad should have been able to put me somewhere, or my fiance, or whatever. But, um... She never made it to that Monday morning to be committed in that hospital. Not that I don't, I don't know that it would have made a difference or not, but it could have made a difference. But we'll never know now, you know, if it would have made a difference or not. But she had her whole life ahead of her, and it was sad. Um, I don't know if I started this podcast. I don't know if I told y'all. This is probably going to be like a three-part podcast because I have a lot, a lot to talk about. Um... I'm hopefully going to have a guest on on my segment on Monday, hopefully. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I've got to get with her and see what her work schedule is. Um, and hopefully I can get her on on Monday with me. 
um, that's going to be really, really cool and really fun. Um, it's my best friend that we've been best friends since we were six and seven years old. We have been like sisters. She is like my sister. As a matter of fact, when my sister passed away, she came down for the funeral. She um, was out of town for a vacation with her family and actually took her family home, left from Tennessee, took her family home and came to Georgia and she stayed with me the whole entire time, helped me plan everything and just, it was, she was awesome during my sister's funeral because it was like her sister too. We all grew up together so it was just, it was it's sad, you know, it's sad to think that that could be me, you know, and it, it was sad that that wasn't enough to make me stop neither. It was sad that I still wasn't ready and I still went and left and went and numbed my pain and took my pills. And it's just crazy how the, the hold, how, how much of a hold addiction has on people. And it's sad, it's so sad the way addiction works. It's just, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, does anybody out there um, listening, do they have or have y'all, if you're in an active addiction or if you're a recovering addict, did you ever have them feelings of like, I felt, I felt worthless. I felt, you know, like I was letting my kids down. I felt like my kids were better off without me because I could not make that decision. I could not make myself get clean. And I felt like I didn't deserve my kids. My kids were such good kids that I didn't deserve them. I just felt like a piece of shit mom, a piece of shit daughter, a piece of shit sister, niece, whatever. I felt like just a piece of shit human being at all times because I could not kick the habit and I hated it. And you know, whenever I did get clean, I didn't even tell anybody that I was getting clean because they had heard it so many times, you know, and I was getting tired of telling people I was getting clean. So I didn't even tell them whenever I was getting clean. I just done it because I wasn't doing it for anybody but myself. I wasn't doing it for my kids and that's sad, but you don't, you don't do it for anybody but for you because if you try to do it for anybody other than yourself, you're going to fail. You're not going to succeed at getting clean because I've done it. I've gotten clean several times for other people or other reasons. And I wound up, wound up right back in the same position I was to begin with, if not worse. So, um, it was just, it was crazy the way that, um, that is. So if anybody, uh, if anybody out there had that feeling, please, write me, email, send me an email, let me know that I'm not the only one that felt like that, because I still hold a lot of resentment, and a lot of, um, I still hold a lot of, I don't know, I still hold a lot of just guilt for all the things that I'd done or didn't do for my kids, or with my kids, I missed a lot of their time growing up, um, but my mom has a um, a picture on her mantle. She has one of my sister, one of my brother, and me. You know, whenever each of us got married, and I remember, you know, my sister. You know, there's so many things that I remember about my sister that a lot of people don't know because we were sisters. We were so close, and that's crazy coming from me because. 
when we were younger, I thought we would never get along. We hated each other. We fought all the time. I never thought that we would ever be close and come find out we were really close. We were thicker than thieves. We were so close. And, you know, my nephew, like I said, he broke my heart that night. He really did. He really broke my heart that night. But I just, I can only imagine what her kids go through daily. I mean, her, her um, oldest girl is supposed to have her first baby. Um, her youngest girl, which ain't, she's not so young. She's, I think, 15. But she, um, she is, she's awful. She shows out. She don't go to school. She's got a boy already staying with her. I blame my, my um, grandma for that because she lets it happen. So, I blame her for that, but, uh, and then the boys, they show out all the time, so they just, it was, it's at a time where they needed my sister, like, or they needed me, and I can't be there, because my grandma kind of took them over, and she won't let nobody do anything with them, so I just kind of gave up, I had to, I didn't have a choice but to kind of give up, but, um, the one thing you can't do is get clean for other people, you have to do it for yourself, you have to, and you have to get, you have to, got to be 1,000% done and sick and tired of yourself and the way that you're, you were living, and no matter what, all, no matter what, all um, I lost or sold, it didn't matter, the it, it, none of that mattered. Um, nothing mattered. Everything I lost, everything I sold, everything, anything, none of that even mattered to me at all. I lost my stepsister. She was young. She was probably 22. I lost her in 2019, um, 2019, this past year, I lost her to a drug overdose. And she had younger kids. You know, she was only 20, 21, 22. She had her whole life ahead of her. And she died of a drug overdose. It is so sad, the number of people who are dying over drug overdoses. It's crazy. It's just like, it just, it's, it's there and it's not going away. It's an epidemic and it's, just, it's getting worse and worse. Um, so, please, just you have a loved one that's an addict you can't make them get off of it but please check on your people check on them make sure they're okay make sure they're good because you know you never know they're gone one here one day and gone the next it's just how it is um i lost two of my kids and still continued to take pills because with the pills, they numbed all the pain from everything that I was going through, you know, so nothing made me stop, and it was so crazy, because like I said, I've lost two kids, I've lost everything I owned, I've lost or sold everything that I had, I lost my sister, I lost my stepsister, and still, I continue to take pills, why, I don't know, I'm selfish, I'm, I, just, I don't know why, but I did. I wasn't tired. I wasn't done yet. It took me 11 and a half years to finally be sick and tired of myself enough to do something and get help and get off of them.
it was it's crazy I, it's so crazy I should have been in prison or dead by now out of all the stuff that I that I've done so I hated life the only thing I loved was pills and that is sad and to me that's made me a very shitty person and a horrible mom back then I could not even call myself a mom my kids deserved my kids deserved so much more than I could ever have gave them they deserved them everything they deserved everything that a child deserves they deserved it too they were good kids they didn't ask for a pill head for mom they didn't ask for an addict for mom I did that I fucked up I didn't do my research on medication before I started taking a medication and got addicted to it you know I did that not my kids then that's one thing I've told everybody you know I may be a pill head I may be a fuck up but don't take it out on my kids it's not their fault they didn't ask for me to be like this and nobody's ever held it against my kids that I'm the way I am it's always been me you know I paid for it all my kids never paid for it they paid for it by not having a mom they paid for it by me spending every bit of my money on drugs instead of them they paid for it by not having a mom and and it hurts so bad because you know I didn't do anything about it that's how much drugs had that's how much power drugs had over me that I didn't care I was so numb I just didn't care I have a best friend that we have been friends since we were six and seven years old I was talking about her earlier about her being a guest on on my show hopefully um uh and she's probably going to kill me when and if she ever listens to my segment because I didn't tell her I was going to have her on my or tell her story on my segment but I'm sure she won't mind it's for a good cause and she's a good person she she loves me and I love her to death as a matter of fact I talked to her yesterday but um we've always managed to stay in touch with one another you know she even lives in a different um, state than me but we still have always managed to stay in touch all through the years since we were you know six and seven years old but um I believe I can talk her into being on one of my podcasts I hope so anyways anyway she got married at 17 I believe I believe was how old she was and they was married till she was 36 or 37 I can't be quoted on that she can clear that up for me when I get her on my show um I must say God blessed me with an amazing friend like her we have stayed in touch throughout the years and stayed in one another's lives. She has never been one to do drugs at all. She has tried pot when we were kids. Other than that, she is so anti-drugs. 
but she also does not judge me for doing, for being hooked on pills or doing drugs or anything. She doesn't look down upon me. She doesn't think that she's better than anybody or anything else. Her husband and her, I thought, had the perfect marriage, but it is amazing just how well people can hide, that people can hide what they don't want others to know. When they first got married, he was in the army and they were stationed in Carolina. So she moved with him to um, be, to live with him, you know, as a newly married couple, you know. Uh, that's an, um, It was, so it was still a few hours away from me, and back then we were kind of used to seeing one another a pretty good bit. Growing up, all through school, she, we lived together. She was either at my house or I was either at hers all the time. You know, we, we stayed with one another. Um, so... We were kind of used to seeing each other all the time, and then when she met him, it was like, bam, she met him, and they got married really fast, and then she moved um, to, she moved away to where he was stationed at, so um, it was kind of like a, a shock to me, and in the least, so um, when they moved up there, and she ended up getting pregnant with their first child, and I was pregnant with my first child, so we were pregnant together, but I was a lot further along than she was, and um, I guess um, she really got to where she needed someone to talk to and she didn't have any family I was her family and her and her mom never got along she ended up getting pregnant pretty fast I was pregnant as well she was quite a bit behind me she was having a boy and I was having a girl well I had my little girl I I had my little girl, and she ended up having her son way early, and her and her husband was coming down so I could meet their son, my nephew, and she could meet her niece. Well, she came in the house and quickly said that her son didn't make it to please don't say nothing around her husband because he was taking it it really hard at this point and at this point I'm in shock I'm sad I'm mad I'm a little of every emotion <clears throat> there was so her and I went in my room and she said he died of SIDS I didn't know what to say I know nothing I said was going to make a difference 
So we just sat there crying and hugging and one another. After that, her husband began to drink really, really bad and ended up getting discharged from the army and they moved. They ended up moving back to another part of South Carolina where his parents lived. And they lived with his parents for a little while and then ended up their parents, his parents bought them a little trailer to go on their land. But she ended up talking to me a pretty good bit about him and how he was drinking a lot and he um, stayed gone a lot and he was just really, really bad on drinking, you know, and she was, you know, getting to where she was unhappy. She really was. And, you know, they ended up getting pregnant with their second son and he came early as well, but after months in the hospital, he was okay, and um, still today, he's perfectly healthy and fine, and so um, they ended up having their son. Well, by this time, her husband ended up venturing into other different drugs, so now he's doing other drugs, and she doesn't know what to do, you know, she's at a loss, you know, she doesn't do drugs, she has never done drugs, so she's like, you know, what do I do, you know, what, you know, I don't know what to do with him, he ends up going to jail, he misses that son's birth altogether because he was in jail for a DUI that he had gotten, and um, so it was just, he ended up going to jail for the DUI. He missed it, their son's first birth, um, the first, you know, everything. She came and stayed with me for, you know, about a week or two and with the little boy, with their son, and I felt very privileged. I was so happy that she came down and stayed with me, and I got to see my nephew and spend time with my nephew and um, all that. But... Um, she was going through hell with her husband he was going from drug to drug to drug to drinking to drugs and she just didn't know what to do you know with her with him or you know she didn't want to leave him they had been married forever you know so she didn't want to leave him but she at the same time she was getting tired of everything she was the one working he wasn't working she was the only one working and You'll have to check back in with me again tomorrow for the second part of this because I am fixing to go into the grocery store and I've got to get home. But I will see y'all or hear, talk with y'all again tomorrow about the same time. Please tune back in to Recover and Discover tomorrow to get an update on my best friend and her husband. Did they make it? Did they not? Are they married? Are they not married? Are they with different people? Did they have more kids? Please tune back in to find out tomorrow. Thank you and y'all have a great and blessed day.